0: That is a drum roll announcing another episode of Smart Dribble coming to your ears, your eardrums, and any place you take in audio sound in case you have cochlear implants. This is (laughs) Kurt
1: Schneider with my co host, John Ellenthal. I thought you were going to start off with a bit of a high tech computery sound effect. Why, John? Well, you know, Chat GPT is getting a lot of airtime these days. As is wow. AI in general. Have you been playing with Chat GPT?
0: I have, and they, in fact, they just came out with their second version, their 2.0. And
1: is it? Can you tell the difference between the it's two versions? To,
0: yes, it's supposed to be even more sentient. But you can do things like sentient take a picture of your refrigerator opened. And it will send you recipes of what to cook with what's in their rear wow. fridge.
1: Well, so this AI stuff is obviously on the minds of a lot of people, especially as tools like ChatGPT get created. So, Kurt, this is a giant smart drivel experiment. We are going to experiment with artificial intelligence because our natural intelligence is clearly flagging. So, here's what we've done: we have given ChatGPT the challenge of coming up with the content for a Smart Dribble episode. So we ran some prompts about history, about words, about trivia, and Kurt and I are going to perform <laughs> the chat GPT script that was essentially generated. So we and you, our listeners will have the chance to decide whether Kurt and I are better or the AI version of Kurt and I are better at hosting Smart Dribble. Sounds kind of fun, right?
0: And if you all vote on the second, it makes our lives a lot easier. We just have to put in a prompt each time and we're good to go.
1: Except Uh, we don't know how
0: ChatGPT would record.
1: Easier, perhaps, but perhaps the work product would not be as good. And perhaps you and I would not have as much enjoyment. So there are a lot of dimensions for us to tease apart once we've done this. So we are about to bring you an episode of Smart Dribble powered by ChatGPT shall we? Now, by the way, Kurt is a trained actor. I am not. So he may be a little bit more natural at performing his lines. I will do my best.
0: All right. And John, stick to the script, okay?
1: I know I'm going to want to wander off almost as much as you.
0: Here we go. Welcome back to Smart Drivel, where we talk about the most interesting things in the world in the most ridiculous way possible.
1: That's right, Kurt. Today, we have a fun-filled episode for you all. We're going to be talking about some really bizarre facts about history, food, words, trivia, and life.
0: And we promise to deliver all of this with our signature wit and humor. So sit back and get ready to be amazed.
1: All right, Kurt. First up on our list is a fact about history. Did you know that in ancient Egypt, people used to shave their eyebrows when their cats died?
0: What? That's insane! I mean, I love my cat, but I'm not going to go around shaving my eyebrows every time he
1: sneezes. (laughs) I know, right? But the Egyptians were really serious about their cats. They even mummified them and held all sorts of elaborate funerals for them.
0: That's just crazy. But speaking of crazy, did you know that there's a town in Alaska where the mayor is a cat? (laughs) What? Are you kidding me, Kurt? No, I'm serious. The town is called Telkitna, and their mayor is a cat named Stubbs.
1: I wonder how he got elected. Well,
0: apparently he was a write in candidate, and the people loved him so much that they decided to make him the mayor.
1: That's hilarious. But let's move on to food, Kurt. Did you know the world's most expensive pizza cost $12,000?
0: John. That's a lot of
1: dough. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. But seriously, this pizza is made with some of the most expensive ingredients in the world, including edible gold flakes, lobster, and caviar.
0: I don't know about you, John, but I think I'll stick to my $5 slice from the corner pizzeria.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. Kurt, but speaking of food, did you know that the word spam actually comes from a food? Really? Really? I thought it was just a bunch of junk mail. Nope, it actually comes from a canned meat product that was popular during World War II. The name spam is actually an abbreviation for spiced ham.
0: Well, I guess you learn something new every day. But let's move on to words. John, did you know that the longest word in the English language has 189,819
1: letters? Holy cow, that's (laughs) a mouthful. What's the word? And I just want to say here, I'm glad that you have to pronounce this, not me.
0: And as an aside, too, you give the word for ice cream headache, but which is a long All
1: word. All right, I want to hear you pronounce this, Kurt.
0: All right, John, back to the script. It's called Aha. Aha! Uh, I'm
1: not going to try to pronounce that.
0: You're not even going to try to pronounce
1: it. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that.
0: Thanks for the note. But I did. But let's wrap things up with some trivia. Did you know that a group of flamingos is called a
1: flamboyance? (laughs) That's fantastic. I'm going to start using that in everyday conversation.
0: And did you know that the shortest war in history lasted only 38 minutes?
1: No way. What was the war over?
0: It was between Great Britain and Zanzibar in 1896. Zanzibar surrendered after just thirty eight minutes of fighting.
1: Well, I guess they didn't put up much of a fight,
0: so John, moving gears here, changing quadrants, going to a different tack, going to oh, that's not what it says. Sorry. So John, did you it's hard for me to keep on script, John, but I'm trying.
1: So I'm John, sure many directors have told you that, but focus
0: <laughs> So John, did you know that the first recorded use of the F-word dates all the way back
1: to the fifteenth century? No way! I thought that was like a modern day swear word.
0: Nope, it was actually used in a poem by a Scottish author named William Dunbar. He wrote, "Yit be in his face, he would have fuck it. Ye break my heart,
1: my bony an." <laughs> wow, that's definitely a unique fact. Speaking of Scotland, did you know that they used to have a law that made it illegal to wear underwear under your kilt?
0: That's hilarious! I'm sure there were plenty of Scotsmen who were breaking that law left and right. Wait, as an aside, can we go back and just, would you please
1: read the Scottish thing again? Uh, sure. Well, that's definitely a unique fact. Speaking of Scotland, did you know that they used to have a law that made it illegal to wear underwear under your kilt?
0: No, I wanted you to do the
1: Scottish thing.
0: Yet be his fetus, he would have book it. You break my heart, my bony arm.
1: I think you've done it so well. I don't want to tie to. All right, okay. fine. Yit be his, fair is he wild. Hi, fuck it. You break me hot, my boney on. There you go. All
0: right. That's hilarious. hilarious. I'm sure there were plenty of who were breaking that law left and right.
1: Yep. I don't think that law lasted very long, Kurt. But here's another weird fact for you. In the 1800s, people used to use dead animals as a form of currency. Wait, what? How did that work? Well, in some parts of the United States, people would trade animal hides or pelts for goods and services. And sometimes when money was scarce, people would even use dried animal carcasses as a form of currency. That's just
0: gross. But speaking of animals, did you know that during World War II, the British government had a plan to use bats as bombs?
1: Bats as bombs? How would that work?
0: The idea was to attach small incendiary devices (laughs) to bats and release them over Japanese cities. The bats would then roost in buildings and the incendiaries would ignite, causing fires.
1: That's insane. I'm glad they never went through with that plan. Now we're going to transition to a different segment. Did you know that the longest wedding veil ever worn was longer than 63 football fields?
0: No way! That's insane! Who wore it, and how did they even manage to walk around in it?
1: So it was worn by a woman named Maria Paraskeva from Cyprus back in 2018. The veil measured 22,843 feet long and took over 10 people to carry it.
0: That's definitely one way to make a statement at your wedding. Speaking of weddings... Did you know that in ancient Rome, brides would carry a bouquet of herbs and garlic to ward off evil spirits?
1: I had no idea. That's definitely a unique tradition.
0: Yeah. And speaking of unique, did you know that a group of flamingos is called a flamboyance?
1: All right. I did know that one, Kurt. But did you know that a group of crows is called a murder?
0: Yes, I did know that. And did you know that a group of hedgehogs is called a prickle? I didn't know that. That's a cute name for a group of hedgehogs. Agreed. Well, here's another interesting fact for you, John. Did you know that there's a place in Japan where you can bathe in ramen broth? Oh
1: God. What? That sounds both disgusting and amazing at the same time. How does it work? It's
0: a spa in Hakone, Japan called Uneson Spa Resort. They have different types of baths, including one filled with ramen broth. Apparently, it's good for your skin and very relaxing.
1: I might have to add that to my bucket list. So speaking of food, did you know that the first recorded recipe for guacamole dates back to the 16th century?
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
1: What was in the recipe? Well, the recipe calls for avocados, tomatoes, onions, chili, and salt. It's pretty much the same recipe we use today.
0: That's interesting. Well, here's a fun fact for you, John. Did you know that otters hold hands while they sleep so they don't drift away from each other?
1: Oh, that's adorable. I love otters.
0: Me too. And did you know that a group of otters is called a romp?
1: That's perfect. I mean, they're such playful animals.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're almost out of time for today's episode of Smart Dribble. Do you have any final fun facts for us, John? Sure.
1: Here's one for you. (laughs) Did you know that the shortest war in history only lasted 38 minutes?
0: Yes. We actually talked about that in a previous episode, but it's still a great fact.
1: All right. Well, in that case, did you know that the first computer mouse was made of wood?
0: No, I did not know that. When was that?
1: So it was invented by Douglas Engelbart in 1963. He called it the XY position indicator for a display system.
0: Ha! Huh. And did you know that the shortest war in history was between Britain and Zanzibar in 1896? Wait, what? How long did that war last? It only lasted 38 minutes. That's less time than some people spend trying to decide what to watch on Netflix.
1: That's crazy. I wonder if they even had time to get their weapons ready.
0: Who knows? Maybe they just stared at each other for 37 minutes and then decided to call it quits.
1: All right. So speaking of quick things, did you know that the world record for the fastest time to eat a 12-inch pizza is 23.62 seconds?
0: That's impressive but I think I'd rather take my time and savor the flavors. Plus, I don't want to end up with a massive stomach ache.
1: Yeah, that's probably a good idea. But speaking of food, did you know that the world's largest burger weighed in at a whopping 2,014 pounds?
0: Wow, that's a lot of beef. I don't think I could eat that much in a week.
1: I don't think I could even lift it. All right, so let's move on to something a bit more serious. Did you know that during the Cold War, the U.S. government actually had a plan to detonate a nuclear bomb on the moon?
0: Wait, what? Why on earth would they want to do that?
1: It's funny they say why on earth since it's on the moon. Apparently, it was to show the Soviet Union that we had the capability to do so. But luckily, the plan never came to fruition.
0: Thank goodness for that. Let's move on to something a bit more lighthearted. Did you know that the word nerd was actually first coined by Dr. Seuss in his book, If I Ran the Zoo?
1: Really? I had no idea. I guess that makes sense, though. Dr. Seuss was always ahead of his time.
0: And speaking of words, did you know that the shortest complete sentence in the English language is I
1: am? That's actually fascinating. It's amazing how much meaning you can pack into just two words.
0: Definitely. Well, that was one word, but anyway, definitely. See, I packed a lot of meat. Okay, sorry. Definitely. And while we're on the topic of language, did you know that there are more English speakers in China than in the United States?
1: No way. I mean, that's surprising. I guess it just goes to show you how important it is to learn multiple languages.
0: Absolutely. And speaking of learning, did you know that Albert Einstein didn't learn to speak until he was four years old?
1: That's pretty incredible. I guess it just goes to show you that everyone learns at their own pace.
0: That's right. And speaking of incredible, this ChatGPT is a master. Okay. And speaking of incredible, did you know that the longest time between two twins being born is 87 days? What?
1: That's insane. How is that even possible?
0: Apparently, the first twin was born prematurely, and the second twin was born 87 days later. Talk about a long pregnancy.
1: That's one way to put it. Well, thanks uh, for tuning in to Smart Dribble, at least the ChatGPT version of this conversation. We'll be back next week with even more interesting facts. So that cool. ends the ChatGPT written script for Smart Dribble. What would you um, think, John? Well, I think that when you enter multiple prompts, you're going to get a lot of repeat facts. Did you know that the shortest war ever occurred was 38 minutes? Uh, So what do I think? I think it's pretty amazing that in seconds, a computer can spit out this kind of information. But I think it also points out that there's still a serious gap, at least when it comes to human conversation.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I felt that the transitions were bad, right? Each time it said, and speaking of... And speaking of, and their transitions were not good, I also think what makes humans so interesting, at least the banal conversation that you and I usually have, is that it's not just getting the facts out. I mean, we just went through 57 facts in 15 minutes, whereas on a smart dribble, that would take us like seven episodes.
1: Yeah, I I think, well, I think it was fun in one regard, and that was... We've actually touched on many of these things, although shockingly, we did not previously touch on the fact that the world's shortest war was 37 minutes, but a number of these facts that we saw in the various scripts that were generated, we have come up with, which made me wonder, were we a source? Were (laughs) we a source for Chat GPT's version of our own episode, which is a little bit of a circular reference? That being said, yeah, I mean, this is pretty much rapid fire, and... I think what makes human conversation interesting, to your point, is that there are a bunch of connections that get made in the brain that sometimes are just like a left turn or that you, you probably can't easily anticipate with a computer. So, you know, there's a randomness and a personality and an unpredictability in human conversation that I think adds a lot because you just sort of don't know where it's going to go. Each one of our statements were pretty, were pretty short.
0: Well, and they were self-contained, right? They went from a recipe for guacamole right into otters holding hands when they sleep.
1: Well, I think so, that's okay if it's just sort of random facts and you know trivia and things like that. That it just it's less of a conversation, and you know, you know the whole thing about the thirty-eight minute war, which I think is a fascinating historical fact. I did not know it before Chat GPT spit this out. I'd like to know more about what went down. I mean, why did they come to? You know, that kind of conflict. And why did it end so quickly? So there really wasn't the chance to dig into these, contextualize them, comment on them. All that being said, it is pretty incredible that this is, that this could be spit out so quickly.
0: Chat GPT gives you the ability to regenerate the response. And one of the times when I did regenerate it, it kept coming up with that war, but it gave me more information about that war. It gave me, why it happened and why it was only 38 minutes.
1: Well, do you remember the, do you remember what it told you? Cause I'm curious about the context around a 38 minute war. I thought the six day war in the middle East was fast, but 38 minutes is an mm-hmm. all timer.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I'm trying to find it now, but it was, Oh, here we go. It was called the Anglo Zanzibar war. And it happened in 1896. The British empire declared war on the East African Island, and nation of Zanzibar. After the Sultan of Zanzibar refused to step down from his position, the British bombarded the Sultan's palace with their naval guns, and the war was over in less than an
1: hour—about thirty-eight minutes, I think.
0: And then it says, "But this is this is what I think about ChatGPT." And then you're supposed to say, "Wow, that's definitely a unique fact." Speaking of unique, did you know that some spiders can actually fly?
1: <laughs> yeah. So the the transitions are a bit mechanical. But look it's it's not a conversation and there were a number of times when we were going through this but I wanted I wanted to editorialize about something that it made me think of that well obviously in any kind of script you can editorialize unless you're the one reading the script and think that you can make it your own by adding words to it in any event it's really an interesting experiment and
0: did it give you any insight John into the future and does it make you cuz a lot of people are scared about it. AI and ChatGPT taking jobs, ChatGPT can, uh, the second version, by the way, the first version did not do well on the bar exam, the second version did much better, same with SATs, so
1: it's getting there. I don't doubt for a moment that it's going to iterate at incredible speed. I mean, computers can learn much faster than humans can learn. You know, we've all heard the stories of, you know, Google creating some sort of chess program. That was able to, in the course of three hours, ingest you know, every recorded chess game in history. But and then guess what, what
0: happened, John?
1: The computer won.
0: No, Matthew Broderick played tic-tac-toe and won. I, I
1: didn't actually know realized
0: that. he couldn't win.
1: I didn't know. That. War games. Oh, okay. I thought you asked. Remember that? I don't remember. I remember the movie, but I, I don't remember the scene. In any event, It the is the
0: culmination is- of the whole
1: movie, John. Okay, Kurt, I don't remember the movie. What happened? I remember Matthew Broderick. Was Elizabeth Shue in it? Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy. She was a thing for a few minutes. Yeah. Back in the Breakfast Club She's days. All those John Hughes movies. All right, so you asked me a fairly serious question, though. The computers are going to learn much faster than humans are. You know, can learn. So I don't doubt for a minute that this technology will get better and better at, you know, uh, really quickly. Any kind of task that can be automated is going to go away in terms of you know, human involvement. So I do think there are a bunch of things, though, for people who are concerned that are uniquely human, that I think more and more humans will focus on those kinds of things and fewer humans will work on repeatable tasks. Look how agriculture has changed over the years. A lot of it's been mechanized and automated and humans need to find other things to do that are uniquely human. Let's
0: hope that's what happens.
1: Well, I think where it gets scary is in all the dystopian stuff is when people start talking about, you know, AI taking over, you know, control of institutions and governments and all that kind of stuff. And we become slaves to the computer. You can certainly get dark here if you wanted to.
0: Or you could have more fun with it. So while you were talking, I just typed into chat GPT because it is time for us to wrap up. How do you easily wrap up a podcast to get people to recommend it and tune in again next week? You ready? I'm ready. There are a few. This is what it writes. There are a few key elements to wrapping up a podcast and encouraging listeners to recommend it and tune in again next week. Number one, recap. Quickly recap some of the most interesting or memorable moments of the episode to remind listeners why they enjoyed listening.
1: You got any questions? You want me me to do that?
0: Yeah, quickly, because then I'm going to go to number two.
1: Oh wow! So look, we had a we had a an incredible experiment: the computer AI version of Smart Drivel against the human version of Smart Drivel, and it's um sort of a, an appropriate contemporary experiment. And I'm happy to report that I still think the human version is better, but all of our listeners get to decide that for themselves.
0: Okay. Then the second thing they tell you to do is have a call to action. Encourage listeners to share the podcast with their friends, family, and social networks ask them to leave a review or rating on the podcast platform of their choice.
1: I think you just did that.
0: Okay. Number three, tease upcoming content. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh.
1: Okay. So there's some stuff coming up, everybody out there listening, that you are not going to believe. So uh, please join us or else you are going to have the worst case of FOMO ever.
0: That's great because it said, give listeners a sneak peek into what they can expect here in the next episode to keep them interested and excited. Well done. And then number four, Thank listeners. Thank listeners for tuning in and for their support of the podcast.
1: I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to the podcast and continuing to support Smart Drivel. We couldn't do it without you, although we probably would do it without you.
0: And then it said, for example, a wrap up for Smart Drivel could go like this. Kurt, well, that's all the time we have for today's episode of Smart Drivel. We hope you enjoyed learning about the origins of some of your favorite adages and phrases. And then John would say... Remember to share the podcast with your friends and family and leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. And then Kurt says, next week we'll be diving into some weird and fascinating facts about animals. You won't want to miss it. And then John says, thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you next time on Smart Drivel.
1: Well done. So I thought you were going to tell me that you were checking Chat GPT to get its answer to do humans need to be concerned about the evolution of artificial intelligence, but yours made sense too. Anyway. So thank you for joining us. This has um, been an unusual episode of smart drivel. I hope you enjoyed the experiment we did. And Kurt and I will be back next week with something weird and wonderful because that's what we aspire to be weird and wonderful on a good day. (laughs)
0: What's
1: that? I said, were you reading that off the dialogue? I wasn't actually reading that, but I'm glad that you found a new Frank Turk.
0: We promise the drivel and hope for the smart, and we are human. Ciao, everyone.
1: Bye, everybody.